Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's land here for a minute. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What was it called? The Rich Eisen Show. Which is the oddest mashup of a Jay-Z song I've ever heard. Boy. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Tell me Kansas City plays Miami. Just say it. Just tell me what I want to hear. I don't believe that they do. They don't? They don't. Oh, Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, legendary actor James Kahn, still to come from Paramount Plus's Halo, actor Pablo Schreiber, and now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Pablo Schreiber in the uh, new show Halo will be coming out here shortly to have a great chat with us here. On a day that I'll be very honest with you, I'm sorely disappointed that we haven't had a blockbuster yeah, NFL yeah, moment. It's just like, what's going on? I mean, like, what the hell? You know, I, I don't know what, I don't, although I, I just don't know what's left. We oh, got spoiled, Rich. Oh, well, wait a minute. I, I, I we know. woke up yesterday, though, not even thinking Tyree Kill was on the block. I know what's left. And he gets moved. There's one last piece of this non-playing season that could actually be the biggest piece of them all. Tebow? No. Wagner? No, not Bobby Wagner, and it's not... Is it a trade, or is it a... uh, It would be an acquisition. It would be be taking this person off of his couch and his potential, one would say, I think, easily say, black ball list. Colin Kaepernick. If Colin Kaepernick winds up with the Seattle Seahawks because that's something that he is openly advocating for. Now, that's the two things that you hear about Colin Kaepernick all the time. is just like, well, how good does he kind of look? In that, That's always applied to Colin Kaepernick when it's not applied to, say, Taylor Heineke when the Washington <laughs> yeah. football team, as it used to be known back in the day, took him off the couch. Well, Rich, that's because Taylor Heineke led a team to the Super Bowl. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. He did not. He did not do that. <laughs> no, no. Okay, no, my bad. Remember Taylor Heineke came off the couch because they needed somebody because Alex Smith and then uh, the rest of that, um, you know, roster was uh, Kyle Allen was uh, wasn't available to him? So let's take Taylor Heineke off the couch. But nobody's just like, well, what's what? How does he look? That's always the question about Kaepernick. Always. And then another question about Kaepernick is like, well, he doesn't say he really wants to come back. How how do we know he really wants to play? And that I think is kind of a fair uh, criticism because he has not at all pounded the table except that one time when he said he wanted a tryout and then things went really weird about it. Yeah. 
Remember that? In Atlanta, it was all set yeah, up by the NFL. Like, you got to show up here at this time. We're going to make sure all the teams show up there. And then Kaepernick changed the location of it at the last minute. And it was like a two-and-a-half-hour drive for everybody else to come find. It was really weird. The whole thing was weird. But he was working out um, yesterday with um, in Seattle. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he had thrown, was was it last week he threw with Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett. I think yeah. Lockett's brother, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. And then um, yesterday he was throwing and um, spoke to the media afterwards, actually. He did. Go ahead and roll it right here. Been getting positive responses. You know, uh, trainers that we've seen, uh, organizations that, that my agent have taught, has talked to, uh, that look good. My arm's still alive, uh, still ready to go. So, again, more than anything, we're just looking for that opportunity to come in, get some work in, and show them what I can do. And, you know, more than anything is uh, we just we want that, that opportunity to showcase where I'm at and let decisions be made from there. Not yet. Still waiting for that chance. Still hopeful? Still hopeful. So, you know, there's, there's been a lot of conversation around it. Again, we've had conversations with Pete and John previously. Um, as Pete mentioned, we, we've spoken recently and still hoping that door is open and get a chance to walk through it. Oh, boy. He's 34. Fine. Yeah. So what? Exactly. Let him play. He was working with Seahawks wide receiver Alan Fuller and Washington running back Kamari Pleasant. It looked like to me in the indoor facility at the University of Washington is what it looked like to me. Oh, come on now. Looked like to me that he is jacked. I, I mean, look, he looks he's in great shape still. Guys, looks great. guys. Okay. It's not 2017 anymore. It's not. It's not 2016 anymore. It's not the crazy-ass world. It's still a crazy-ass world. But it's it's – if the guy wants to play – You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who has a resume quite like his. And just one last thing. Anybody who thinks that, anybody who would say, I would not watch that team. I wonder anybody would say, I would not. I would root against that person. I would root against that team. It's an offense to me. It's an offense to all of us. After all this time, think about what you also say about cancel culture. Okay. I, would, for, I appreciate you saying that so much. Think about what Man. you say about cancel culture. People who say that. I would say 100% of the people who say I would not watch that team rails against cancel culture whenever they have a chance. They created the cancel culture, bro. So <laughs> I, I, just, I, just want, I just want everyone to be real about that. That's why I like you, Rich Eisen. Right back at you, T.J. Jefferson. <laughs> So that's what's going on in the NFL world, um, part of it. The NBA world, okay? Oh, boy. Now, this was awesome. Uh, how often do you see... Meet courtside the well, Lakers? I mean, no, 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 no. How often do you see How often do you see a head coach and a player yell in a huddle? We've seen it, right? We've yeah, seen players bark at... And we've seen par- players bark in huddles. We've seen them, you know, and, and it's very rare, though, to see a, a head coach and a player bark at each other in a huddle. Certainly when you could see the head coach is mouthing the words, you really want to F and fight me? Like, is, <laughs> like okay. And so that's, a, that's clearly what Eric Spolster was saying to Jimmy Butler last night 
as the team was falling down by hefty double digits against the Golden State Warriors at home. And no Steph. And and um whatever Butler said to Spolstra um also caught the ear of Udonis Haslam, who, as you know, is let me just look this up. Let me just Google this. He is let me Google it. In his thirtieth year? No, he Florida? is old as dirt, is what it says here. <laughs> He's so old. UD. UD. And so he's OG. there he's there to, you know, um provide spark if necessary, be there as a veteran presence, be there as a guiding light, or be there as somebody to tell Jimmy Butler to shut up. And not in those words. Okay. And the one thing <laughs> is that you normally see the players go at it and the coaches get in between, not like the coach chime in and Continue it when Jimmy Butler left the huddle during this timeout. Got left the huddle, go on the floor because he was being separated from Haslam. Spolster went out, turned around, and went out on the floor to continue it with Jimmy Butler. Threw his clipboard down. And like Gronk spiked his clipboard yeah, and then went after him. And so, again, this is all very rare in this part, too. This is the number one seeded team in the Eastern Conference with a couple weeks to go before the playoffs begin. Such a shame to see. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see that. <laughs> now, they're only a game and a half up on TJ's Sixers, which is why you're hearing him say it's such a shame. The Bucks, too. The Bucks, the Bucks, who are a game and a half out as well, and Brockman Celtics are a game and a half out as well. It's up for grabs. Bucks have already said Giannis and Chris Middleton are out tonight. They're not playing tonight. So I don't know if seeding matters to some of these players anymore. You got to yeah, get them healthy yeah. for the long run, or just to screw me over in my fantasy league, <laughs> Chris Middleton, man. So yeah, let me remove myself. I'm sorry. You've I should know Chris Middleton all season. Oh, I mean, he finally scored a 40 point game just like two weeks ago. At any rate, but that that home court, that one seed's going to matter in the East. Well. Unless you might not want to see the Nets coming out at you right away, out of the gate. Yes, maybe. Because Kyrie's now going to be playing home games. But let's not let's not throw ourselves uh, off of the main task at hand. Is that it went off the rails in Miami last yeah. night? And Spolstra again, like the coach is the one who's supposed to just like calm it down diffuse the situation but he whatever butler said to him set him off man and he was just the alpha you know male against another alpha male that just wouldn't back down and this is what he had to say after the game last night that's pretty clear like we have a very competitive gnarly group and we're getting our kicked and it's two two straight games uh we were not playing to the level that we wanted to play and I would say virtually every single person in that huddle was uh, pretty animated about, uh, you know, our our disappointment in how we were playing. I know how it can probably look, you know, to the outside, but uh, as I've mentioned before, that is more our language than playing uh, without passion or without toughness or without uh, multiple efforts and, and uh, a lifelessness. You know, um, 
everything that happened in that hole from there on when we uh, cut the 19-point the lead, that's way more to um, our personality. <laughs> I'd rather have a major conflagration in our huddle and me barking at uh, Jimmy Butler and threatening to fight him or he's threatening to fight me. I'd rather have that than nothing at all. I'd rather have that than just we just uh, flatline. Right. Apathy I guess is, it, you know, is worse, I guess. I guess. You know what? And then, and then, um, and then I'm just wondering if there was, what would it have been? If there was a 24-7, 365 sports talk world, a split-screen hashtag, split-screen uh, topic bar, sports television world, hashtag social media world, where you could just take a video and pop it out to millions of people on their phones right away. Um, shows like this one over and over and over again, just chewing everything up. If that existed in 1977 and 78 in the Bronx, New York, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> if there was an at the boss Twitter handle for George Steinbrenner, if there was at Mr. October then, as there currently is actually his 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 Twitter handle Maybe right now for Reggie Jackson, yeah. you know. I don't know if Billy Martin would have tweeted for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he would have. Greg would have been on Greg, a bender and just like, it's Kai Steinbrenner. Uh. Greg Nettles definitely <laughs> wouldn't have had any social media accounts at all. Okay. But I'm just, so I, I, I will just counsel against saying this is a sign of total dysfunction and the Heat are not going to do a damn thing in the playoffs, you know. But it doesn't look good. No, but it seems at like all. they thrive on this type of stuff. It, too, it's you know? difficult to say, you know, hey, you know, what happened in the huddle? is a sign of who we are. That's our language. That's our. That's how we talk to one another, right? When it spills out of the huddle and it's still between the coach and star player, you know. And that's weird. That's wild. That's weird, wild stuff to wild, use this, wild. you know, the old SNL Carson phrase. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Guys, I think Arias Consulting just came up with another great idea. Yeah. What is that? Well, 1978 Yankees, we need a winning time type series oh, to go back gosh. and look at it. Pablo's ESPN in the back. Tried that, right? He stars in it. He pees it with us. And uh, we make something happen. I feel I'm like. told he's a Jet fan. So maybe he's Pablo's got some thoughts on Martin. I know he's tall, but. Another idea came out of that, too. Uh, we know he was good in a mustache. What's that, Mike? Well, you could do old Twitter, what it would have been like. Oh, yeah. I like that. I think RS Consulting coming up with a Yankees version of winning time. Wait, that's it. That's, as soon as you said it, I was like, I would love to see that's that. Good. I remember ESPN tried that with the Bronx is burning. Well, it's an actual yeah. real book, yeah. and I read that book. Yeah. And, and that was an Arias Consulting. Yeah, but well, that was back when ESPN was doing, you know. The Bobby Knight one. The, I mean, Brian Denny is Bobby Knight. I was there for that. That was uh, <laughs> no bueno. You look less than impressed. I was there. Hey, man, all oh, those Super Bowl right parties now. that ESPN has right now where uh -huh. all the stars go to and everything going Didn't to. Happen. I was at the first no. ESPN Super Bowl party in New Orleans. That was the uh, I think it was the the you and I met. No, it was the oh, Patriots. It was the, it was the no, it was the Patriots. Uh, oh, no, oh. I was uh, I wasn't there for the Packers. Oh. I was there for it was the Patriots and the Rams. Oh, OK. That was the first one they had? Uh, well, it was, the, it was the first Super Bowl party they had. Wow. Yeah, I mean, ESPN was, you know, the ESPYs was their first foray into that sort of oh, world, know, really, Mike. I mean, you know, so 
they were just beginning to start getting into the world of like we have to have our own Oof. parties and our own world and whatever and just get out of the whole which is a, a sports network thing just focus on the e of espn which is entertainment and i just remember it was a party in new orleans and it was used to celebrate this the the, uh, the uh, season on the brink movie with brian denny but brian denny he wasn't the big draw and star there it was denny crumb for some reason <laughs> I was actually partying in the Super Bowl with Denny Crum, and we all had, and it was all, it was like it was on Bourbon Street, and I, I watched Denny Crum throw beads onto Bourbon Street. It was not a hot party, okay? I have, in fact, I watched Denny, Denny, Crum, Denny throw Crum throw beads into the crowd at Bourbon Street, okay? Wow. Oh, my God. That's happened. Fine, I mean, that's happened. Sorry. And I've come back. I've come back from that. <laughs> but did you see the result of the beads being thrown by Denny? Hey. Just, hey. hey. Yeah, they hit the ground. Yeah. Oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Sorry, brother. The family show as well. All right, we'll take a break. Um, the hot show Halo. Pablo Schreiber is here on the Rich Eisen Show. I uh, can't wait to talk about The Wire with him as well. We'll go down memory lane and current lane with Pablo coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, but joining us here in person, in studio, great to see you, sir. Big fan of yours from back in the day on The Wire. Orange is the new black. And now Halo, available for streaming today on Paramount+. Plus. Man who plays the role of Master Chef Pablo Schreiber here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, sir. The Master Chef, yeah. You are here. Good Thank to see you. you, man. Yeah, nice to see you. Thank you for having me. I mean, Master Chief, pardon me. No, no, it's uh, you're my not, God. You're I, not the did first. Did I really say that? You're not the first. Master Chief, my bad. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Nice um, to see you. By the way, uh, the success of this show was apparent by the fact that I was in SoFi Stadium 
watching the end of the AFC championship game yep. between the Chiefs and the Bengals on the big screen. Yep. And what was trending on my phone wasn't just the game, right? but the trailer that debuted in the AFC championship game for Halo. Yeah, they did a big a big activation in that game. It was awesome. Man. Unfortunately, the schedule didn't quite work out because I wanted it to be for the, the Chiefs and Bills the week before. Now that would have been huge. You know, that was a game. Oh, my it? God. No doubt about that. But the uh, the the um, the trailer racked up five million views in just a couple of days. So, That's a few. That's so a few. let's just let's take a look at a clip right here just to start off our conversation again. Halo available for streaming today. The man who plays Master Chief, <laughs> Pablo Schreiber. A couple things: is how heavy is that? What you're wearing? Uh, about fifty five pounds. Uh, but it's not the weight really. It's actually uh, the fact that you can't lift your arms above your head. Okay. <laughs> It's, uh, it makes you a little bit immobile. That's that's the challenge of that thing. Uh, but we're working on it for second season. We're, it's uh, a great, great costume studio, actually. FBFX Studios mm-hmm. out of London. One of the They made it for The Martian. They did, they've done the suits for, like, so many great shows. Um, and they do a great job with it. So, so we're working on it, modifying it. Okay. So I guess I am mandated to ask you if you played Halo back in the day. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I've answered that question a few times I over bet, the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I bet you have. Uh, you know, I did. I, I played in high school. I didn't grow up with TV and, and or video games. Uh, I grew up in uh, rural British Columbia in okay. the Canadian Rocky Mountains Okay, so without was... entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up with trees. <laughs> so good old-fashioned nature. Outdoors nature. entertainment. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go outside and... And Enjoy the photosynthesis, kid. kid. Exactly. <laughs> Use your imagination. That's why I'm here. Uh, so, so you know, um, didn't didn't have any of that stuff. So then I went to high school, moved to Seattle, and high for high school. When my folks split up, and my dad finally got a TV, and uh, I would go to my friends' houses and play some Halo after school. That was my first introduction to it. Yeah. But I only played uh, versus mode. I never played it as the story, like campaign mode. Sure. So I had no concept of it as a story game sure and so as soon as i got the job which was 2018 my first mission was obviously to go learn about everything halo and right. and digest all the mythology and i was like immediately just overwhelmed and blown away by the extent of what's been established over 20 years and it's not just the six mainline games right, right. it's the novels the animated shorts the um that just through through multiple media sources they've established this like really rich and beautiful mythology and then have a so a passionate fan base already locked very, in that's, very that's passionate. part of the reason yep. why a show gets picked up for a second season before the first one even starts to stream it i'm is sure first time i've been involved with the show that got picked up before we aired congratulations yeah. on that and so um have you already gotten the sense of the because when you're a passionate fan bases they are so locked in on yeah. what's real or yeah. what's close to hewing to the their yeah. experiences i don't know if you've gotten that yet well what's interesting you know is this the master chief or master chef no, depending stop. on but no no i was gonna bring my chef hat I appreciate that. Uh, my glasses are all <laughs> jacked up man, but i should know anyway coming in Go no 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 I'm not, I'm not giving you a hard time. He, uh, the character is hugely iconic, right? Never takes his helmet off in right. the games because you're meant to be him when you play. Right. So if you lose the helmet and show the face, you blow the illusion that you're the guy. So a huge part of our show is exploring the dynamic and the tension between Master Chief the soldier and John the human. 
So we're taking the helmet off. You know, that's been this sort of controversial thing, right? Is the fan base is like, you can't do it because you're going to blow this thing. But what has been overwhelmingly amazing to feel today Mm -hmm. is all these people that were so upset that the helmet was coming off um, are now saying how wonderful it is and how, how they're on board with it. And, and, you know, so far, knock on wood, I'll keep my fingers crossed, all that. The fan base seems to be uh, extremely satisfied with, with what we're doing, which, which is a huge, huge, huge blessing for us, and, and, um, and we're very happy about that. Congratulations yeah. on that. Pablo Schreiber here on The Rich Eisen Show. So how does somebody who grows up in British Columbia yeah. with uh, no entertainment, as you just pointed out, <laughs> how does that person start to be a fan of the New York Jets. How the hell does that happen, Pablo Schreiber? Wow, wow. Yeah, I heard. Because I'm growing up in Staten I heard Island, New we're York. in the same boat. Yeah. We no, well, I, so I went to college. I went to Carnegie Mellon University. There you go. Yeah, I know you That's know Pittsburgh, Joe, Joe Manganello. Did you my, go to, did we you, were classmates. Get yeah. Yeah. Me, wow. Joe, and Matt Bomer. Wow. We're all in the same class. Oh, yeah. Does that mean you also play Dungeons and Dragons too? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I should have though. Growing up in British Columbia and just, only having trees for friends. But I just don't know if if Manganello is your guy. I mean, like he would for if he's he never he never roped me into the Dungeons and Dragons. I've always been a little Damn. skeptical. And uh, and yet he never he, he, <laughs> he's given her a side eye like <laughs> he never Careful. got me he never got me in Careful. he never got me in Pablo you spend uh, any time at the O in Oakland back then um, have I been to Oakland I know have you spent any time at the O in Oakland when you went to CMU no 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 not so much okay not okay. so much oh the oh the the, 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 original, the dining hall yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm sorry i'm I, on forbes avenue yeah absolutely absolutely okay. and um there we had this amazing little bar right on forbes that this was so long ago now people. yeah that uh i'm i it's so hard to remember that place <laughs> that was uh, in 2000 i graduated but I immediately moved to New York. That okay. was that was where this story was going. Okay, and it was uh, you know here I am a new a new kid coming to New York, and it was a choice between the Giants and the Jets. And this was two thousand. Vinny Vinny Testaverde was quarterback. Yes, Parcells had just I think uh, oh, he was gone. The, he was gone. He was gone. Right, but, but not too long. Uh, not so too long gone. I, I, what you're saying is you you heard the clarion call of Wayne Krebet and found it too irresistible. <laughs> what for I'm saying is I found the Jets, the Giants boring. I didn't like their uniforms. They were like too well behaved. Wasn't enough drama. Corporate. corporate <laughs> too corporate. Corporate. You know what I mean? You're not a corporate man. And I'm not a corporate guy at all. Yes. I'm a guy who likes a loser. <laughs> I'm a guy who likes to suffer. For my art <laughs> and my sports teams, you, Rich, you know what I mean? Yes, I do know. I had mean. it good early. I got I got on the Jets bandwagon. There was like you know four or five years there where we were yeah. mediocre, right? Like the Herm Edwards years. They yep. they they yep. smoked just Peyton Manning in the playoffs one year. Just couldn't couldn't quite get it going. Just enough, sort of like if you ever mm-hmm. if you ever play golf, you birdie eighteen after having a tough seventeen holes. It keeps you going. It keeps and you then back sexy Rexy came in like a like a. 300 pounds of just <laughs> just sex and uh woo, you know afc championship two years in a row i know it was great and then those were the wonder years and then and then uh and then <laughs> and then yes, everything else and instead. then uh yeah. then not so much yeah butt fumble green is a new black yeah fumble. oh my yeah. gosh so anyway and yeah that wasn't yesterday yesterday was like 
the epitome of being a Jets fan. It you was know, the ultimate experience of being a Jets fan. Not only yes. do the Dolphins sign one of the greatest players in the NFL, yes. which alone would be like, okay, the Dolphins are getting the guy, yes. right? right? The only team in the division that maybe we could beat, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get the best receiver. Yes. <laughs> Ten minutes before yes. they get the best receiver, it's rumored maybe we're going to get the best Correct. receiver. Correct. It's us or the Dolphins. Yes. Yeah. Which so there were 10 the... minutes of like, oh, yes. Tyreek's coming. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no. I, it's almost as if you, you, you wished you didn't know yeah. they were in on it. You know, that's what I'm like, saying. Correct. Like that's to, to know saying. that they were in on it. And then he chose the Dolphins over New York. But I will just say this. Yeah. I will counsel you to say yeah. that I like the general manager, yeah. that he did what he had to do. You, don't want to give up the fourth or the tenth overall pick. He was going to give up two seconds for him, and that's it. And like that's what's going to happen. And and uh, he didn't go overboard. And then I just don't know if the Jets were ready to get Tyreek Hill. And like it just, I think you're right. I think you're right. The slow climb here and build smart. Like the, the reason why the Jets also got into trouble, Pablo Schreiber here on the Rich Eisen show, yes. is, is they spent on like players that are out. You know outside like the safety right. and Jamal Adams in the back or yep. you don't spend out here mm-hmm. get the that quarterback interior. get the running back get the line straight yeah. and let's yeah. go to work like that's what you got to do let's do it I'm I'm a that's big supporter I'm of this regime Douglas okay Saleh okay You're I'm still in. on board I'm okay. still on board you okay. know so so let's see where it goes obviously Wilson is the big question right. mark so what is it like then uh when the Jets disappoint and then you turn on a television set and hear your half brother do the the voiceover for it. How, <laughs> it, it the, the tracks of the misery is Liev. What, what it's, happens? Well, there, he's Pablo? into suffering too. You know, it's just it's, <laughs> that's what we do. Man. Damn it, man! I mean, just like it's just like just someone unfamiliar actually do the voiceover work. I know, sort of no, exactly. Yeah, for a while there, he was Infinity, so it was like, oh, great, you got like all the fancy cars <laughs> and all and all the football teams. Like, can you leave something for me? That's please? a hard knock. That's a very hard knock but hey i'd like to see him play master chef yes you know what nope. you have no by the way pablo <laughs> tell him tell him tell him what's gonna happen tell him what's gonna happen tell him what's going to happen chris pablo, i'm, tell gonna, him tell, what's I'm gonna, gonna, gonna tell you what's gonna happen yeah please this is going to haunt rich for at least the rest of the month eat a lot longer than that it is going to I, eat at him yeah. through the springtime into the summer it feels like it feels like a story that you tell to a guy to make him feel better and i'll absorb it i'll listen to it I think by tomorrow he's done. Absolutely. I think by tomorrow Absolutely it's gone. Not. Nope. No, we've just met. We've just met. We've just met. No, no. No. It is going no, no. If I have anything to say about it, he won't. It's because going to burn a hole in no, his soul. Sometime in the next few days, you should be receiving at this address a beautiful chef hat. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm all if there's somebody is in the green room right now already placing the order. And it will be arriving here shortly. Well, so. you know what's amazing? This is like the stepbrothers GIF. We just became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's talk about the wire. Hey. <laughs> By the way, thank you. Listen, can I give you some props real quick? Sure. After busting your balls. Yes. <laughs> thank you for talking about Fredo. Okay. Yeah. For the Godfather. Yeah. Okay. That's your favorite Godfather character? I mean, come on. Well, because of John Cazale. And as you mentioned, the five movies, all nominated for Best Picture. Right. Only movies he ever appeared in in his life. 
Right. That's it. Like, how do you have that career? That's just insane. And and it's tough to figure out which one he was the best in. I guess you could say he. You, they're maybe. all they're all good. Right. And he doesn't he doesn't steal any of them. Like mm-hmm. that's that's an actor, right? He mm-hmm. disappears into everything he did and was perfect for every role. How amazing. Mm. So thank you for saying that. No, I appreciate you saying that, and uh, but it's still... Guy's got good taste. I, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And you and The Wire, man, uh, season two yep. of The Wire, yep. it was a fascinating season because for fans of the show to have the show come back and then it was the first time that you, you saw that it was going to be similar, same characters, yep. same town, but totally different storyline, essentially. Yep. Just a handful would be clearly a through line from season one to season two. Open sequence is different. The music was different. Yep. And and it was on the docks. It yep. was on the docks. What was that like for you as, as an actor to come into that show after season one and then be part of a, a such a groundbreaking season of television? Well, so so many things going on there, right? Because it was, it was my first TV job. So I was coming out of college, like, let's have, let's do some acting. (laughs) Got cast on this show and it's HBO. I'm like, okay. I mean, they're, they're, and it was the beginning of HBO. So it wasn't like what they are now. You know what I mean? It's, uh, so it had some prestige, but I watched the first season and I was like, wow, it's, it's cool. Mm -hmm. But the production value felt kind of low. You know, the writing was clearly super high end yes. and interesting but it it wasn't a hit you know it was a small little tv show that that was exploring really interesting ideas uh for me what was so fascinating already is like talking about um the causes of poverty in this country right through the lens of one single city mm-hmm. um so but but it, it was it was very small at that point and it it hadn't expanded at all as you said into yes. what it was going to become so I was just, uh, I was like, okay, um, I'm just trying to make the most of an opportunity, really, mm-hmm. right? My first day of work, uh, I slept through my alarm. Oh, no. man. Got stopped by the police and got a speeding ticket on my way to work. Was three hours late to my first day of work. David Simon comes into yes. the trailer. I was about to ask you exactly what did he say? On... Nick Sabaka's first day on set. Yes. And he said, don't worry about it, son. Just come out and do your part. And walked away. And those were probably the most words he spoke to me the whole season. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because I was three hours late Uh on my first day. Wow. Um, But, you know, obviously for that to be my first job, uh, so huge in establishing for me the bar of what was you know what what to expect right I I got spoiled for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> early on but so much of what I've taken with me through my career was established in that season of television right um, putting material first writing is always always leads always um, set to alarms. Set two alarms. <laughs> Have a backup plan. Yes. <laughs> oh man, it was a flip phone. Just didn't. Just didn't. No, go. It just didn't work. <laughs> didn't those, work. Ra- those razors, oh, man. Those razors. Man. Right. Um. And and you know Alexa Fogel, who cast me in that, uh, is one of the great casting directors in the industry still. 
Um, so grateful to her for that. And what a cast. And what a cast, you know, from top to bottom. And again, like John Cazal, you know, a whole bunch of people not not looking to take focus or right. take it. Everybody just falling into their role and doing their part. Um, so uh, still feel so lucky to, to have been a part of that. Right. I mean, um, Dominic West and uh, also Idris Elba. In Idris. That. Michael K. Many, Williams. Michael K. Williams, obviously. may he rest in peace. Yep. You know, uh, Omar. Yep. I have an Omar Common T-shirt. I mean, yep. it is a... It is just an incredible show. And that was right when I think The Sopranos was obviously the big show yeah. on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Sopranos the, was the popular one. Right. Ryer was like the, the little brother that nobody really watched. That kept on going and, and had on. and had even more of a sprawling cast. I mean, the mm-hmm. number of characters yeah. that yep. would be on that program. Yeah. I can't say enough about The Wire. It's truly one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, yeah. And Thank you. Such course, an honor to be a part of it. I'm, but, I'm, I'm still... Uh, in awe of David, really, and what he did, you know, right to to create that thing and and have all of those five seasons be so different and so interesting and and investigate, as I said, those like causes of poverty through so many different angles in one city, it's just like just the most beautiful canvas. And if anybody's uh, also just uh, a fan of David Simon's writing and wants to see it on a daily basis, just follow him on Twitter for just five minutes. <laughs> He's, uh, see what that one's like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of the most colorful language. He that can you be can a see. little surly. 280 characters. He's a, he's a block party. No <laughs> doubt about that. And then Orange is the New Black. How was that experience for you? Um, that was amazing. Uh, another weird one where, uh, you know, it was Netflix. So at the very beginning of Netflix, yeah, I, I, was, I had this interesting history of like <laughs> catching right. these services right at the beginning. Right. <laughs> it was their first show. Well, uh, uh, the Kevin Spacey one came first. Right. Yeah, House of uh, Cards. House of Cards. Right. And we were right after that. Correct. Right? And and House of Cards hadn't been released. So it was we were making them. They were going to come out first. We yes. were making this tiny little show about women's prison. Right. Women in prison. Yes women of all different types and sizes and colors, right? At the time, now it's like, oh yeah, that's what TV is, right? But at the time it was like, who's going to watch this? This is this is not is there going to be an audience for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people as we were making it were feeling that like let's that's cool, like let's let's make it and see what happens, but um uh and I was in an interesting part of my career too. I had I had had two kids at that point, had uh done a couple of network shows. And was really in this place where, you know, to pay the bills or whatever. I was like the guy from The Wire, man. I started my career on The Wire. And now, I've, now I, the, it, right before Orange is the New Black, I had been fired from a CBS pilot uh, that went to series without me. And it was, I won't, I won't name any names, mm-hmm. but it was not great, you know. And I was the guy from this great television show who was now getting fired from CBS procedurals that were not great. And, uh, and Orange is the New Black, I, I just kind of, Genji, I had done Weeds with her. Yes. And she called me up and was like, I got this little part on, on this uh, women's TV show. Um, would you come in and, and try on a mustache for me and see if it works? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try on a mustache, Genji. Sure. We tried it. It worked. And uh, creepy, I'll be honest. Very creepy. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'll be up. honest. That was the that was the point. That was the whole point. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and and the hair. It wasn't just the mustache. It was the hair. The whole thing. I walked in. I was like, "Give me the Dolph Lundgren cut from Rocky <laughs> Four. 
right? And they were like, hey, easy, done. It was, a, it was a vibe. With a porn stash, boom. Uh, and, you know, and the rest is history. Obviously, that show became hugely successful and, um, and, and exceeded everybody's expectations and kind of hit. And so that was like the second building block for me uh, to, to kind of move forward and, and get to have a bit of a, another chance. And on Paramount Plus, which is... Not, if I'm not mistaken, a very CBS-centric uh, organization in a way, too. Right? It is. And also, how about this? A sort of new streaming service Look just about to build Look and uh, take off. That's what you do for a living, man. Listen, I <laughs> make streaming you services. You do. You make, well, you, you, make, you make dreams come true. You make them come true. You're welcome, HBO and Netflix and, and Paramount+. Paramount Plus. Plus. Yes. Guys, I'm here for you. You are indeed. You are indeed. So what do you want to tell fans of Halo? What do you want? What can you tell them? What can you want to? What do you want to? Oh man, drop come on, here? come on over and check it out because uh, I think for for hardcore fans of the game, it's going to feel like a very uh, familiar universe, you know, that they yes. loved and 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 played in for so long, and they get to experience it in a completely different way because of the nature of the medium. You know what I mean? It's not yes. a, it's not a first person shooter. It's a long form television series. And through the process of a long-form television series, we're going to get to know this character in a way that you never did in the game. And, and hopefully that'll be rewarding for people. Uh, and I think it will be rewarding for, for new fans as well. And that's one thing I'm really excited about is because I fell in love with, with all the Halo mythology over the last three years learning about it. So now to get to expose it to a whole new group of people and show them why we love this universe so much is really part of the thrilling thing for me. So, congrats. Yeah, thank you so much. Congrats on it. And uh, you got a good Manganello story you want to hose him on before oh, you go out the door? Oh, God, here? absolutely I do. How about this one? Okay. Drama school. <clears throat> Sophomore year. Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. Pittsburgh, PA. Joe was always a very intense guy. You know, he wanted, he wanted to take his scenes to the fullest. Okay. Really wanted to lose himself. In, in his scenes. Kind of still is like that, I think, a little bit. I, 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 was, I was describing it as uh, something that might feel familiar if you know the guy. Okay, very good. Yeah. So sophomore year, he, he plays a character. Uh, I don't remember why he had this instinct, but he decided that he was going to knock one of his teeth out. Huh. What? What? What do you mean he's going to knock one of his teeth Ask out? Ask him about this. Uh, for, for a scene? Like, what is he playing? He wanted to have a tooth knocked out for his scene. <laughs> he wanted to have a missing front tooth. Uh -huh. So makeup wasn't good enough for him? or I don't know. It's he, college. He chipped his tooth. <laughs> and it wasn't just like a little nick. Like he, what did he do? Did he? I, don't, I actually don't know how he did it. I don't know if it was a, that's like, let's get that part of the story. Because uh, he knocked out his front tooth. Wow. All right, let's FaceTime Joe right FaceTime now. Joe, right? Get him on the phone. Let's, face, let's FaceTime Joe. Uh, get him on the uh, phone. Uh, Okay, My whatever. goodness. We FaceTime. Um, I just want to call him up. It felt a little bit like that Lawrence Olivier, Dustin Hoffman story. You know, it's like. Yeah, just act. Try act. Exactly. Yeah, try act. <laughs> what? Try what act. For, for people who don't know, what's that story again? What is that? Oh, uh, so Marathon Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence Olivier, Dustin Hoffman. It's the most famous acting story. Dustin Hoffman being like the new guard of method actors right and he's running around outside huffing and puffing uh slept in the gutter or something right. like this and yep. comes to do this scene where olivier's pulling his tooth yes indeed right is it, is it safe with. is it safe is it safe right and uh and dustin hoffman is doing his method acting thing and olivier looks over at him and he says 
Have you ever tried acting? <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Pablo Schreiber, everybody. Thank you for being on this program. I can't Absolutely. wait to see more of you as the Master Chief oh, and Halo. Nailed it. Dude. Nailed it. I am just literally not going to work tomorrow. What, 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 oh, you're your, coming to work tomorrow. You're lying from back in the day, Rich, broiling in your, your own, own sweat. sweat. That's yeah. me. <laughs> at Schreiber underscore Pablo on Twitter. At official Pablo Schreiber on Instagram. Check out Halo starting to stream it today exclusively on Paramount+. It's Plus. on. Get on there, that's Paramount+. Plus. I would say, you know, like Donkey Kong. But that's it's just, old. it's a different type no, of no, video. No, 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 this is like the... Okay, uh, Mike, I got it. You used to play Halo, you were good at it. <laughs> He's so dying to tell you. He's so dying to What's tell you handle, about What's your handle, Mike? What's your handle? Let's, do you have to run? Do you have to run? I'm here, still, man. Okay, I'm right, here. Let's stay right, stay right where you are. We'll finish up the show with Pablo Schreiber in a moment. He's so dying to tell you his Halo story. <laughs> yes, you are, Mike. You're, you're, you're in it now, dude, buddy. There's dude, no getting out of this one. We'll see if we can get Manganiello on the phone. Okay, there we go. Take a break. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the program, Brockman, um, Pablo Schreiber's still here. Uh, sorry, I don't normally just offhandedly just throw that out, you know, like I'm treating you like you're, you're always here all the time. New, new number? I am now. He's given, he, yeah, I, just here we go. We're going to get Manganiello on the phone. Do you want to fill time by no, I, telling Pablo I, I Schreiber was, your, 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 your Halo playing experience? We were talking, he really wants I, to Halo tell you this. A, come on. Halo's a very in-depth, like, kind of game. I know, we just yeah. had a whole interview about it. I know, and I, I'm explaining this because okay. you didn't play it. That's what I was saying, because you didn't play, Rich. I'm Why, did, to... I, did I betray that by calling a master chef? I'm going to rub it. But Halo, that the it's weird, you're right, when you see that, like when you guys like talk and stuff, because you're not used to that in the game. Yeah. The helmet's always on. Tell him it's your story. On. How did so you? My how story, good was, how I good played Halo with my best friend Rob, who I've known for 35 years. Yeah. Moved out from New Jersey with me years ago. 
But we played the first one, like, I, I he's like, you got to play this game. We played it in like a day and a half. We were probably up 20 hours. Yeah. The second game, the day it came out, we got it and played it. I could see the fan base. Now, when you see this in like real life, it's got, it's insane. It's yeah. like, because you're used to that game. Yeah. Like everything that they did. And the Master Chief, who's like there the whole time with you, because he kind of trained him. You, and you're him. Well, in the beginning, in the training, I'm saying before, because right. you work with another, but you're gotcha. the Master Chief yeah, yeah. the whole time. And when you play with another guy, the game is like that. I, I, I'm actually going to, I wasn't like, I, and I say this, I wasn't like a fan after uh, of the Halo after yeah. like the, I think we played up oh, like God. three or four. Is this good for you? No, or is this fine. Are you are you fine right now? No, this, he's just, move, this is a great story. story. Okay, good. But this I will watch. I'm like I you on, with James Conn. <laughs> hanging on his every word. Like, uh, I got I didn't have enough time to play it after like the third or fourth one because yeah. I worked so much that. I want to watch this really bad now because that's, I, that makes me happy to yeah, hear that because it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks yeah. The, amazing. The, the the visuals are pretty stunning. Do you follow the gameplay like the way it was like? Do they follow the way the game? Oh, no, the storyline doesn't follow totally the game. Different. It's it's set yeah. in the universe, and and there will be things that will intersect and yep. and you know come through, but it doesn't follow the exact plot of no, the game. No, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's, Pablo, you know what else you were in that I really love was Lights Out. Oh, yeah, one season one of Lights season. Out. There was Holt McElhaney, it just didn't get, I wanted an ending. Yes, but that I, show was great. I yeah. love that show. Yeah. yeah, little boxing show. I always thought we should have been making an MMA show. Okay. And the uh, the showrunner at the time, Warren Light, mm -hmm. we, he and I were talking a lot. And so the I was the younger brother of the heavyweight champion of the world in the boxing world. Yeah. And I, the next season we were going to go into MMA and I was going to, he was, I was going to go forward as the MMA fighter. Oh, okay. But we didn't get to do it. Yeah, I was a big fan of that show, man. Is do we have our is the caller on the phone line right he now? He is on the phone line. Okay, Joe Manganiello, are you there? I, I'm here. Oh, okay, we're we're live on the Rich Eisen show. Remember the old show? This is your life. Remember that show yeah. oh, where yeah. where where you have to tell uh, see if you recognize a voice from the past. Sure. Okay. Uh, my in studio guest live on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, do you want to say something to see if he guesses who you are? Have you ever played a chicken? Have you ever been an actor playing a chicken at a county fair? You, you, you bet your ass I <laughs> Do you want to guess who this is, Joe? Oh, man. I mean, okay, so what you're referring to is this uh, little scene I did from a play called Coco Van as Ooh. part of my Carnegie Mellon showcase. Yes, so you're getting there. You're getting there. In Co New York and in L.A. Okay. Um, it's a male voice. I need him to keep talking more. Can I get another clue? Yeah. Did you ever, in sophomore year, decide, take a scene so far that you decided to remove your own tooth? Joe Manganiello. That's right. That was freshman year. Yeah. Freshman year. Yeah. Lady Breeze. I shaved my head bald and, and pulled my my tooth out with a loaf of French bread. <laughs> <laughs> we were wondering how you did it. This, this was the reason for the call. We needed to know how you got the tooth out because so, I, I forgot that part of the story. So, so I, well, I got hit in the face with a baseball bat when I was nine. and uh, This part and, I didn't know. Yeah, and I'm missing two out of four of my front teeth. They just blasted in half. Um, and, uh, I forgot this. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The character kept complaining about how he had his tooth chipped and he played Frankenstein live on stage. It was this play called Lady Breeze by 
Sean Guare. Really odd play. <laughs> and, uh, and then he was getting syphilis. Uh, it was kind of crazy. So I, I just, you know, I was like, oh, I was playing Frankenstein. It's an animated corpse. So I, you know, he probably had to be operated on in the head. You know, so I, I'll shave my head bald. And, and then I was like, oh, I have chipped teeth. I'll just get a loaf. Yeah, like I'll get a loaf of French bread. Just start working that thing out and then pop. And um, the problem was that I didn't, looking back, I should have told the actors I was acting with ahead of time that I was going to go through such a radical transformation because the scene starts out and this girl's on stage doing a monologue and I, I come out from behind the risers and, and I, you know, I, I was back there. I had poly, super polygripped my tooth in so nobody would know and I wore a ski cap so nobody would see that my head was bald. So I came out, you know, bald-headed, no teeth. And she, you know, the look on her face and she went up on her line. <laughs> and, and forgot her line and then like blamed me for it and the teachers wanted to throw me out of school and it was a whole big ordeal <laughs> um, but uh, yeah you're correct that's, that's so do you know who this is that we're talking to right here Joe I mean it's got to be somebody in my class but I'm trying to think of who's, who's voiced it because I'm, I'm he doesn't I'm a transformational actor Joe it's been a long time since I played that other actor at the county fair is this Pablo playing hey! a chicken <laughs> Star of Halo. I think it had to be somebody in my class, but I'm thinking, okay, it's not, you know, I'm like, it's not Bomer. It's not, you know, and I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while, so I'm trying, like, who is that Pablo? Like, so I'm trying, looking for the accent. I'm, I'm yeah, he told us a story that you popped your own damn tooth out, and Carnegie Mellon, we got to get it, but he did not know how you did it, so it was a loaf of French bread. Yeah. How about that? That's it. Uh, You're a committed yeah. man. I, I love, love you, Big Pablo, Joe. My, my chicken brother. Yes, man. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> All right, I've got 90 seconds left, so how come you never asked Pablo to play Dungeons & Dragons with him? Oh. <laughs> All right, I would have. I mean, uh, does Pablo want to play Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, you guys laugh. It's not that different from Halo. Okay? <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Pablo, Pablo wants to see his buddy Joe, but 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 I'm not sure about the, the Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> just he said, uh, "Here's the deal. You guys can hang out. Just leave your twenty sided die at home, Joe." Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich. I'm going to call you with the time, and you're going to come over, and, and we're going to get this thing going. I'll bring the French bread. There we go. All right, man. Take care of yourself, brother. All right. Okay. Good to see you, buddy. There you go. Bringing people together. That's one, what it is. One, that was a reunion. At, one tooth at a time. <laughs> That was fantastic. I'm staying away from French bread. I was like, why are you guys bothering me? What is going on? Oh, man. Okay, so Halo can be seen on Paramount Plus starting today. Uh, the man who's bringing Master Chief to light. <laughs> Nailed it. Man who's upset that once Tyreek Hill was no longer a chief, he wasn't a jet. Oh. Pablo Schreiber, everybody. That's all right. We'll get another good player. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Chief is always the draft. <laughs>